welcome to church. Who is glad to be in the house this morning? So good. So good. We are at the start of a brand new series called Tuning Out the Noise. So excited to get into this this month with you. Both Eric and I will share in this series. But man, so many awesome things happening at church. Um, yesterday was so fun for Serve Day and so special this morning to celebrate the Welcome Home New Building campaign. Now that we're in the building and everything, it doesn't, you know, it maybe has the same impact. But if we remember back 17 months ago, we were just in contract with this building. We didn't even know for sure that we were going to get it. And we stepped out in faith and look at what the Lord has done. So awesome. It's so awesome to see the impact um, and to know that this is just the starting line. Amen. So we're in a new series called Tuning Out the Noise because our world is so loud and so noisy. Statistics say that the average American hears over 4,000 messages and ads per day. There are some stats that even say up to 10,000 messages and ads every single day. Our mind and our heart can easily become distracted. We, be, we can easily become overstimulated and overwhelmed by everything that is coming at us every single day. Um, and you, you know, you might hear that number. I know I read that number of 4,000 to 10,000. I'm like, that is a lot. Like, can that really be true? But then, but then you think about your own day. If you just pause for a minute and you think about your own day from the moment that you wake up until the moment that you go to bed and you think about all of the images and all of the messages and all of the posts and all of the advertisements that you see on social media, Mix that with all of the emails and the ads that are coming into your email. Mix that with all the text messages that you send and you receive. Mix that with however you view content, whether it's YouTube or TV or however you view content. Mix that with however you receive the news, whether it's a news channel or an app or however you get news updates. Mix that with calendar updates and phone notifications, and then mix that with everything that doesn't have to do with the screen, like mail and store advertisements and billboards. There's a lot of voices and a lot of noise coming at us throughout the day. So many voices and so much noise, and that doesn't even mention our own voice that's always happening in our head. We're talking to ourselves all day too, right? Um, one of our kids used to always talk to him or herself. And I remember Googling it, like, is this okay? And, um, and there are numerous parenting articles that say, yes, you talk to yourself all day too. You just now have the social control to keep it in your head and not to verbalize it. Um, but I know all the parents and especially moms of young children know what I mean when I say sometimes there's too many voices trying to talk to you at the same time. With it being summertime and the kids being home a lot, I found myself in this situation a lot where I'm driving to go somewhere and for whatever reason Eric's not with me and I've got the three kids with me and usually, usually Ella's sitting shotgun and the boys are in the back bucket seats. And this one particular morning, you know, I put my phone up on its stand because that's where it's supposed to go legally in Michigan now, right? So my phone was on the stand and I had Google Maps pulled up for directions to where we are going. We had the Spotify playlist going. 
right before I had gotten into the vehicle, I had checked my email, and so my mind was processing some information that had just come in from my email. We're sitting and we're driving, and Ella's starting to tell me a story while I'm also watching Google Maps and while I'm also processing the email and listening to the Spotify song. So Ella starts to tell me a story, and in the back seat, while Ella's telling me the story, Eli asks me a question. But before I can respond to Eli's question, Ezra asks me a question. And then as I'm trying to talk to all three of them at the same time, I get a text notification that pops up on my phone that reminds me of the email that I'm processing, but I gotta watch the map quest to make sure that we don't get lost. And so then Ella finishes telling me the story, and in typical fashion, I said, "Uh uh-huh. She said, Mom, you didn't even hear what I just said. I'm like, I know, honey, I'm sorry, Eli was asking me, and then the phone, okay, can you tell me the story again? I asked Eli last night, I said, honey, what is it that I always say when, I, when, when I'm trying to listen and you know that I'm not? He goes, uh-huh. I said, I said, yeah, that. Okay, good, I got it right in my story. I, I know that we can all relate, right? So many voices and noises that we're hearing all day long, and maybe it's not your children's voices, but it could be, if you're on social media, it could be the social media influencer that you follow. And what are they posting and what are they saying today? It could be, if you're into news and politics, it could be what is the politics saying? What's the politician saying? What's your favorite news channel or app saying? Could be the voice of your coach or your boss or your parent that's influencing you and like noise in your heart and in your mind. So many voices and noise that can fill our lives. But Jesus says this, check it out, in John 10, 27 through 28, Jesus says, my sheep, say it with me, hear my voice. And I know them, Jesus says, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. In the noise of our life, I love how that scripture just simplifies things. It's like breath. We know that scripture says that all scripture is God-breathed. And so it's like an inhale and an exhale. When we remember the simplicity of, out of all of the voices and out of all of the noise, we have access to hear God's voice and to follow his voice. I don't know about you, but that scripture feels like a warm cup of coffee on a brisk morning. It it feels like comfort. It feels like peace in the storm. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. To which we have to have an honest moment with ourselves and ask ask ourselves, does that scripture define my life? Do I hear God's voice? Do I um, follow him? You know, a good question that I ask myself and often I'm asking other people is, what is God speaking to me lately? What's God speaking to you lately? Are we following what he's saying? You know, are we being doers of what he says? And I think we've all had different seasons in our life and maybe this morning you, you, you honestly say, I don't know. I can't say with 100% confidence that I hear God's voice. I can't say with 100% confidence that I'm always following his voice. And man, you're in the right place at the right time this morning. 
judgment-free zone. This is a journey on following God and following, learning to hear his voice and learning to follow him. But truly, I hope this series and really even next month's series really helps create a hunger within you to know, gosh, I, it's possible. God says that I hear his voice. And so it's not this unobtainable thing. We serve a God that speaks. And I want to hear his voice and I want to follow his voice. We're going to talk about some practicals at the end of this morning of how practically do we hear God's voice. Jesus says that we do, but how practically do we? And so I encourage you to come on Sunday mornings this month and next month. It's going to help. Also, Basics 101, we'll talk about it at the end of the service. But if you're wanting to hear God's voice and follow him better, we've got Basics 101 coming up in September. That's a super practical way. Um, to grow in this, or maybe you're here this morning and you're like, yeah, I, I do currently hear God's voice, or I, I can say with confidence in the past I have. And man, I want to get stirred up on this. I want to be ever more diligent and um, intentional to hear his voice. I pray that this series and this morning creates a hunger and a fresh um, resolve to hear and follow God's voice. And this morning we could, and honestly, I was considering talking about all the counterfeits this morning. We're going to talk about that later on in the series. This morning we're just talking about the real McCoy. Like people who are trained on how to spot fake money, they're taught on what a real $100 bill looks like, not what all of the counterfeits look like. They're taught on this is all of the little things to look for because this is what a real $100 bill looks like. And when you know what the real thing is, then you can easily spot and avoid the counterfeits. That's what we're talking about this morning, the real McCoy, the voice of God, the voice of truth. Let's pray and then we'll continue. Lord, we love you so much. And we so desperately want our, the definition of our life to be that we hear you and we follow you. God, thank you that we even have access to you. Thank you that although you're the creator of the universe, you're our maker, that you speak. You say, call to me and I will answer. God, thank you that you are speaking to us. Thank you that you've got good things, exciting things to share with us every single day. Help us be a people that know you personally, that know your voice and follow your voice. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to close with a couple of practicals, but first just a couple of introductory thoughts on why. Why is the voice of God so important in this loud and clouded world? John um, 16, 13. John 16 is all about the Holy Spirit, and John 16, 13 says this. It says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, he's called a Spirit of truth. When he has come, Jesus is saying he's going to guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit has come because Jesus went to be with the Father, right? He's a spirit of truth, and he's going to guide us into truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, Jesus says, but whatever he hears, he will speak. For he will tell you things to come. So why is it important that we hear and follow the voice of God? Because it's the voice of truth. It cuts through all of the crap and all of the superficial stuff that's trying to vie for our attention. It's the voice of truth, the voice of truth on what's happening in your marriage, the voice of truth on how to parent your kids, the voice of truth on the next steps that you need to take in your career or in your life. It's the voice of truth that leads and guides us. Another scripture, Psalm 119, 105, says, Your word, God, is a lamp to my feet 
and a light to my path. One of the primary ways God speaks to us is through his word, and it is light to our path. When we feel like we're in a dark spot, like, God, where are you and what are you doing in my life? The word of God is a light to our path. Another one that I want to just camp out on for a little moment is in Hosea. Don't show it for the screen yet. Um, but it's in Hosea, and it, it, it mirrors a little bit the first scripture we just read in John, talking about hearing God's voice. And so let's take a look, and then we'll talk about it. We're talking about, again about why. Why are we talking about this? Hosea 4, verse 1, and then I close out on verse 6. It says, hear the word of the Lord. Hear it. You children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. Why? Because there is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. God's saying, my people aren't hearing me. And because they're not hearing me, there's no truth, mercy, or knowledge of God in the land. Therefore, he goes on to close the thought by saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, for lack of hearing my voice. So God's saying, hear the word of the Lord, because if you don't, without vision, my people perish. Without knowledge of God, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because they have rejected knowledge. Super strong language, right? But then you go back, go back to John 10, 27 through 28. It says something similar. Do we have it for the screen? John 10, 27 through 28, it says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. On one hand, this scripture feels like, I, you know, the, the beginning part, we hear God's voice, and we follow him. It feels like we're holding God's hand, skipping into the sunset, right? Because we are. But when we don't, when we aren't holding his hand metaphorically, when we're not hearing and listening to his voice, this scripture uses similar language, we perish, Right? Just like Hosea said, hey, hear the word of the Lord, otherwise destruction is inevitable. John is saying the same thing. Jesus is saying the same thing in John 10, where he's saying, he's saying it in more, more of a positive light, right? Hear my word, follow my word, and I'll give you eternal life, and you won't perish. Because when we aren't hearing and following God's word in our life, Perishing and destruction is the end result in all of the different areas of our life, right? We are desperate to hear God's voice for us because here's what we know. God is for us and he's not against us, right? We know that he has good plans for us. We just sang about it. We just confessed it. We know that he wants to prosper us in every way, spirit, soul, and body. Remember, he's a genius and when we listen to him, we look smart, because when we listen to God's voice, he's got things to tell us about our marriage to help our marriage flourish. But if we choose to avoid what his voice and what his word says about our marriage, then it can cause destruction in our marriage. Because when we listen to God's voice, it helps us with our kids and it helps us with parenting and it causes our family to flourish. But when we reject and we deafen, deafen our ears to his voice and we don't listen and we don't follow, the end result is perishing and destruction, right? For every area of our life, our career, the way we live, we're desperate to hear God's voice. And both of these scriptures are saying when we listen to God's voice and when we follow God's voice, our life flourishes. And it's also saying the opposite. When we don't, it leads to death. And so why are we talking about this this morning? I'm trying not to be like, um, what do you call it, extra about it, or like um, make it more than it is. But scripture is saying it's a matter of life and death. 
right? Us hearing and us following the voice of God is really that important. And so you might be like, okay, great, so how? How do I hear God's voice? I've got just a couple of really practical thoughts this morning. How do we tune out the noise and hear God's voice more? Number one, guys, this is super practical, but it's the most important thing you can hear this morning. Number one, have a daily appointment with God. A daily appointment with God. Guys, this is so practical, but it's so important. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor and they're like, drink water, not coffee. Drink water. You're like, yeah, give me something else. No, just drink water. That's what it boils down to. Have a daily time with the Lord. If we want to hear God's voice, we got to give him a call, right? We got to make time for him in our schedule. I love what Jeremiah 33, 3 says. God says, call to me and I will answer. You will hear my voice. And I'm going to show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So God's saying, call me text me. I'm going to text you back. I'm going to call you back. You're going to hear my voice. But why is it sometimes that we don't believe that? Like God says, hey, I want you to call me. I'm going to answer when you call. And when you call, I've got some really great news. And we're like, nah, God's not going to answer if I call. Right? Like when humans tell us, flawed humans, sinful you know, scatterbrained humans, when a human being tells you, even if you don't like, even if they're not, like, if they're, even if they're not your best friend, and even if they're just like an acquaintance or a stranger, if a stranger tells you, call me, here's my number, I'm going to answer when you call me, and I've got great news for you, you call them, right? And you have expectation that they're going to answer and tell you the good news they told you that they were going to tell you, Right? especially if they're a good friend, especially if they're God. God's saying, call me, call me every day because every day I've got really good news about your life. I've got really specific insider information about your life that I want to make sure you have. So one super practical way that we hear God's voice is by simply calling him, right? Because the opposite is true also. Like if, if someone said, hey, call me because I've got good news for you and you don't end up calling them, then you're the jerk, right? Then it's like you told, I told you to call me because I had something good to tell you and you just didn't call them. God's like, I've got things to tell you. Just call me and I'd love to share it with you. So making a daily appointment with God is making a priority to call him. You know, right now we're in the month of August, which we have the rhythm of 21 days of prayer. In 21 days of prayer in August, we do the first 15 challenge. It's super simple. We're we're challenging you. What would it look like for the month of August for you to spend the first 15 minutes of every day with the Lord? We break it down into increments of five. What if... You praised and you thanked God for the first five minutes, and then you prayed for the next five minutes, and then you got in your word, you read a a chapter of the Bible for the next five minutes, and you just said, you know what, God, you say to seek first your kingdom. I'm going to just do that practically every morning before I do anything, before I check my phone, before I take a shower, before I go for a run. I'm going to spend time with you with the expectation that you're going to answer and show me some stuff. 
Daily time with the Lord is the most simple yet transformative daily habit we can have as a part of our life. I want to encourage you. Some of you guys are like, this is so elementary. I've, been, I, I've known to do this forever, but the question is, are you doing it? Like every single day, and maybe you've been a believer for a long time and you've heard God's voice a lot. This is not beyond you. This is not beyond any of us to get back into a daily rhythm, a daily habit of dependency on God and his voice. I love what Martin Luther said. He said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Martin Luther, the great church reformer, he had a lot to do, but he recognized because of that he needed to be ever more dependent on the voice of God in prayer. When our lives are full, we need that much more time with God. We see Jesus setting this example for us. In, in Mark 1.25, we see now in the morning, Jesus rose a long while before daylight, and he, Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary place, a place alone. And there he prayed. Jesus had a habit all throughout scripture of waking up early before everyone else was up and going away to a place alone, that's key, solitary, a place alone where it's just him and God to talk, to pray, to hear God's voice. You know, the morning is a great time to do that, but we don't serve a legalistic God. For some of you, you're like, the evenings are the best time for me to spend time with the Lord. Awesome. Do it on the daily. I remember when our kids were young, on days that I was home with them, I used to love the 1 p.m. Devo time. The kids had their lunch, they were napping, I had a cup of coffee and it stayed warm the whole time I was drinking it, and my time with the Lord during that season was at 1 p.m. and it was the richest. The daylight was coming in, the lights just right, and I had a daily appointment with the Lord that way. But, you know, Scripture says pray without ceasing. So I'm just, I'm just going to talk to God all throughout the day. Awesome. Do that. But this daily appointment is also super important. Like even in human relationships, like I'm talking and texting with Eric all throughout the day and same with the kids. And it's just more transactional, right? God, how do I do this? What should I do here? And it's super important. But, it's, but equally as important is that designated time. When we put our kids to bed at night, it's a designated time to process the day. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you thankful for today? Same with Eric and I. Once all the kids are to bed, then we have a daily connect point. Like, how are you doing? How was your day? How are you feeling? What are you processing? Having that daily date with the Lord. So when is your appointment with God? What would it look like to, like, mark it off in your calendar? Have a calendar reminder set daily event at whatever time of the day that is? What would it look like to have pause, undistracted moment, to talk with him every single day? God said he would answer if we call. We cannot say that God never talks to us or we don't hear his voice if we're not making a priority to have a daily appointment with him. Amen? So what do we do? We show up to the appointment. Number two, be still, praise, and pray. This part about being still, honestly, I think is one of the reasons people don't have daily time with the Lord, because they have to be honest with the Lord and with themselves. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Sometimes the hardest part about having this daily time with the Lord, it's, it's the best part because it's daily maintenance on your heart but it's also the most challenging if you haven't been having quiet times with the Lord in a while, then it's you're forced to sit there alone with yourself and with God and be honest about what's going on in your heart. 
but it's also the most life-giving. And so you go, so you find your alone time. That's super important. Where can you go to be alone? Maybe it's the car. Go to the car. Is there a room? Is there a closet? Is there somewhere in your house that you can go and be alone without a screen, put your phone somewhere else, no electronics on, no people around, just you and God every day? Where is that space? Right now the weather's so beautiful. Maybe it's a walk or maybe it's someplace outside. In college, I remember, you know, there's people everywhere in the dorm room. I'd wake up really early before everyone, and I'd scoot the couches a certain way, and I'd tuck down in the middle of it and put my head down so people couldn't see me as they were walking by to the early class and had quiet time with the Lord. You can find a quiet space. Where is your quiet space? Alone. And I encourage you, in the first, don't rush. Don't rush to make it a, a rushed thing. Just sit. Inhale. Exhale. Be still before the Lord. Ponder what's in your heart. Ponder how you and the Lord are. Be still in his presence to be aware of what's going on in your life, what's going on in your heart. What do you need to bring before the Lord? Inhale. Exhale. Just be with the Lord alone. When you feel like you're in a place to start talking like you're not running all over the place and checking everything, but you're still before the Lord. Scripture says in Psalm 104, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So the way that we approach God is with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. It's a good salutation with the Lord. The other day, one of my kids answered the phone with one of their grandparents and just just asked a question. Hey, when are we going fishing? It's like, can you say hello, Papa? How you doing? (laughs) But sometimes we can blast into conversation with the Lord and say, hey, God, I got issues. A nice greeting would be good. God says, enter my courts with thanksgiving. So inhale, exhale. What can you be thankful for? God, I thank you for today. Whatever season we're in, whatever we're going through, all of us have stuff going on, but there's always a reason to praise. We just sang about it. There's always something to thank him for. It positions our heart. God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for this season that we're in. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for your faithfulness. What are you thankful for? Thank him until you can't think of anything else to thank him for. And then just start talking to him about what's on your heart. Like you would a good friend across lunch. God, I just got a lot of things I'm just so happy about, but I've also got a lot of things that are just going on in my heart. I got this going on. I got this going on. And God, where are you in this? And then as you're talking about things on your heart, you just start asking questions. So God, what do I do about this situation? And where are you at in this situation? You just start talking. Prayer is just talking, right? So you start talking to him. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord. We're not meant to carry the weight of the world. We're meant to cast it on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Let the, and never let the righteous be forsaken. So you set the appointment. Super practical. You've got to show up to the appointment. Be still in his presence. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Thank him for the day. Just start talking to him about what's on your heart. Ask him questions about what's going on. One of my favorite ways to pray is to write the prayers out. For me, for, for some reason, I can articulate and locate what I'm feeling and, and what I need to talk to the Lord about by just, hey, God, it's me. Thanks for today. Got this going on in my heart. What's going on here? How do I do this? I write out a lot of my prayers every morning. You can talk them verbally, too. Both ways are good. 
And so then what? Last thought this morning. Number three, listen and read the word. So many times we cast our cares and then we walk away. And so we talked, but we didn't hear his voice. And Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so we have to stick around to listen. So we cast our cares, we empty the tank of our heart to the Lord, and then we have to pause and say, so God, what are you going to say to me about that? Pause. In the stillness of the moment, seek your heart. Our, the Holy Spirit speaks to our heart as a spirit of truth. Is there a still small voice? Is there a word or a phrase that he speaks to your heart? For me in my personal life, sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. But sometimes there is, and sometimes it's a word, or sometimes it's a phrase, and I know it's a phrase from a scripture, but maybe I don't know the reference. So here, here's the deal. Sometimes God will speak a phrase to my heart. I know it's a scripture, but I'm like, God, where is that scripture? So I'll Google it. Your pastor Googles it, all right? I Google the phrase. Oh, that's right. That's the reference. And so when I go to read the word, that's where I start reading. And it's a rhema word. It's a spoken word. It's a word that it's the answer. It's God's voice to me that morning. Other times, there's nothing spoken in the still, small voice in my heart, so I open up my Bible every day, right? The primary way that we're going to hear the voice of God is through his word, and the more we read his word, the more we're going to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit in our heart because we're going to know what his voice sounds like. And guys, this is really important. If you don't leave with anything, all of it's important, but I think this is the one that we miss a lot. When you open up, so I'm searching my heart. God, are you saying anything to my heart? Yes or no, whatever it looks like. If I'm not here in any specific direction in my heart, then I just open up my Bible and, and finish, start reading where I left off the day before. So maybe I'm reading through the book of Psalms, or maybe I'm reading through the book of John, or whatever it is, or maybe I'm going through some kind of Bible reading plan. So I just open up to the next chapter. Maybe you're in the book of Leviticus, and you're like, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> but I trust you're going to speak. You know what he can. Or you know what you're needing, but you know the book you're in maybe isn't the natural book to go to. Somehow God always speaks wherever you are in the word. And so you open up the word and here's the deal. You open up the Bible with expectation. God, you said that if I call you, you're going to answer. So I just woke up early and I just got to my quiet time. And I just got off my phone because I'm desperate to hear from you, God. I need to know how to handle the situation. I need to know where are you at in all of this. And I'm not leaving until I hear from you. So it's so important. Sometimes we can just flippantly open up the Bible and do our dutiful Bible reading. But God moves through faith and expectation. So you open up your Bible with expectation. Like, God, I just casted my cares on you. God, I just asked you a lot of questions. I'm being still to see what you're saying to my spirit. And I'm opening up your word with expectation that you are going to speak to me. So what does that mean, Erica? What does that mean in like layman terms? There's something called a rhema word. Or a word like when you're reading the Bible and it seems like this scripture just pops off the page and you're like, whoa, that scripture just came alive. It explodes in your heart in some kind of way that you're like, oh my gosh, I have fresh clarity. I've read that scripture a million times, but today I have fresh awareness, revelation. It just, it did something in my heart that none of the other scriptures did this morning. That's God's voice speaking to you. That's him giving you direction. 
And so you've got this quiet time with the Lord. You've talked to him about stuff. And guys, this doesn't have to be like an hour. This can, this can happen in a short amount of time. I've been so blessed. Our kids did the Bible reading plan this summer. And so every morning, and we had a rule that they couldn't be on a screen before, was it nine? So that helped them sleep in and all of that. But but they'd read their Bible in the room before they came down. And they one of the first things they said is, it goes so quick. I can read like a chapter of the Bible in like three minutes. It's like, yeah, it doesn't take that long to spend time with the Lord. And so anyway, so you open up the word with expectation. God, I'm opening up wherever I am in the Bible, in my Bible reading with expectation that you're going to speak a word to me because I, you told me to call on you and you'd answer. And I've got needs this morning, right? Just this week, I was having quiet time with the Lord and it was a busy day. And I had some things. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord and I had some questions. Lord, lead me and guide me in this. I, I need some perspective on this. And, and I went and, you know, I, I paused. I didn't hear anything in, in, in my heart. And so I opened up to read where I was reading. And normally I read one chapter or more if I have more time. But I read it slowly and just soak in the words and process what God's saying through the scripture. And so I read one chapter and nothing really popped out at me. And so I went to go close the Bible and run on with all the things I had to do that day. But I was like, no, Lord, I actually really need to hear from you. And like, I didn't get a rhema word. And so I'm just going to keep reading because I don't want to leave this time until I have some clarity on what I'm supposed to do about this thing that I came to you about. And so I read the next chapter and the last verse of the last chapter that I read, it just popped out. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And it was an anchor for me. It was God's voice speaking to me. He had a great thing to tell me that morning and that was it. And I'm so glad every time I stay until he speaks, I'm always so glad because it's the bread that we live on, right? My sheep hear my voice and they follow my voice and they don't perish. He's got good plans for us, right? And we're desperate to live on his word. We're desperate to live by his voice and to follow his voice. It is the air that we breathe. It is the substance that we live off of. Amen. So I'll close with two scriptures. The first one is this. I love what this says. And we talked about writing out your prayers. Write out the answer too. Check out Habakkuk 2, 1 through 2. Habakkuk says, I will stand my watch. He was praying and set, set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he, God, will say to me. Habakkuk came with expectation. I'm going to get up in there in that quiet place with the Lord and I'm going to see what he's going to say. He's going to say something. And I'm going to stay in this watchtower until he says something. Then the Lord answered. That's the God we serve. He's a speaking God. He's an answering God when we call to him. Then God answered me and he said, write the vision. Write down what I'm about to tell you and make it plain on tablets. Make sure you write it clearly what I say to you. So clear that he who reads it can run with it. Write it down. I have pages upon pages. You, you might see, Eric and I come with notebooks during service. Even this morning, I'm speaking, but I brought a notepad to be ready because oftentimes, even during worship, God's speaking something to my heart, and I want to write it down because in a moment, I can forget it. As you're having quiet time with the Lord and a scripture pops off the page, you write down the scripture. 
write down the phrase the Holy Spirit puts in your heart so that you can run with it. Amen? Write down your prayers. Write down his answers because when we call, he answers. We can hear God's voice. Amen? And we know that we don't come to God on our own merits. I feel like someone needs to hear this this morning. We don't come to God on our own merits. We come to God in his righteousness. We're never worthy enough to come to God on our own merits. But because of Jesus and because of our relationship with him, he says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy in time of trouble. So come, maybe it's been months, maybe it's been years since you've had an honest conversation with the Lord. You don't need to get your life right for a month before you come to him. Come as you are. And God will embrace you with open arms. He's got so many good things to share with us. I'll close with this. John, th- John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Lord, we know that the flesh benefits us nothing, but your words are spirit and they are life. Your word is the bread that we eat that sustains us. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're moving and you're speaking in this place. God, help give us fresh commitment to you and to making a daily appointment with you with expectation to come to you with expectation that you're going to speak. God, thank you that you're a good God that has good plans for us. If you're, if you're open to it, just as you're seated, would you just lift your hands to the Lord in a posture to receive? Feel like even here under the teaching of the word, the Holy Spirit's present to download some information to you. So in this atmosphere of prayer, in this atmosphere of the word, would you just ask God under your breath in your own way, God, what are you saying to me today? God, what do you have for me today and in this season? What do I need to know from you? Feel like for for all of us, and especially for some individuals, he wants you to know I love you. The only thing you need to know right now is that I love you. I'm just so in love with you. I really value you. I really do have good plans for you. And I need you to just hear it in your heart. Lord, we thank you that you're good. You're gentle. You're humble towards us. Lord, we love you. We receive those things that you've spoken to us in Jesus' name.